Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Email the program at info at rudymaxa.com or follow us on Facebook at Rudy Max's World. And now, America's number one travel radio show, Rudy Max's World. Welcome aboard. Well, what is this, the third or fourth week of airline delays due to winter weather? Frankly, I've lost count. I say we don't spend too much time on that this weekend because there's not a whole lot we can do about it, and we've been reading about it for weeks now, particularly on the East Coast and the Northeast. Well, here in Minnesota this weekend, temps will be well below zero every night, but that, too, isn't worth mentioning. Last winter, Minnesota was the coldest state in the nation, 44 days of the winter season. I call that a dubious achievement. Coming up this hour on America's most widely syndicated radio travel show, in a moment, we'll take a look at a lesser-known part of the so-called sharing economy that's typified by companies such as Airbnb and Uber. How about saving a lot of money when you travel by renting someone else's car? And I don't mean Mr. Hertz's or Mr. Avis's. Here's another paradigm buster. Some couples check into hotels for a romantic getaway, but one hotel in America invites couples who want to divorce to check in, and it offers uh, to help making parting such sweet sorrow instead of a hot mess. We'll meet the divorce mediator at the divorce hotel about 18 minutes after this hour. And maybe like me, you figured Mark Twain was sitting somewhere along the banks of the Mississippi River when he wrote about Tom and Huck. Well, turns out he was in Hartford, Massachusetts, not along the Mississippi River. And you can visit his home. Bob and Mary Carey will pay a visit and tell us about it. Mike Shannon is the editor of a unique newsletter called Minor Trips. He can help you and your family tour the country with stops to watch minor league baseball games. Those are games that are often a whole lot more fun than your average major league baseball game, I've got to tell you from personal experience. And we talked recently about the uh, brouhaha surrounding the replacement of that carpet at Portland, Oregon's airport. Well, it turns out there's some folks who actually pay close attention to airport carpets around the world. Like really close, like they photograph them and describe them. Join me later this hour. We talk to George Pendle. He's a writer based in Washington, D.C., writes about art and science for such lofty publications as the Financial Times of London, The Economist, but he's also curator of a website called Carpets for Airports. I kid you not. You can go on it. You'll see a map of the world. You can click on various dots that will bring up pictures, small sort of postage stamp-sized pictures, of the carpets in those airports with descriptions. He calls them, what does he call them? He calls them uh, the world's largest art displays. Not bad. And if uh, those guests don't convince you that America's most widely syndicated radio travel show is also its most wide-ranging, well, there's not much more I can do for you because this is a very varied uh, menu. Um, do we have Steve on the line, Jeff, by any chance? We do not have Steve. We don't have my guest. Okay, I'll give you a little bit more news this week. Um, the CEO of Delta Airlines, Richard Anderson, issued an apology for a remark he made on CNN this week. He was blasting those Persian Gulf Airlines he fears will cut into his business. He was talking to Richard Quest, Richard Quest of CNN. Anderson, the CEO of Delta Airlines, says those Persian Gulf Airlines, that would be what, uh, Emirates and Qatar Airways and uh, one other one. I'll think of it in a second. Um, that those guys get uh, billions of dollars from their government. That's unfair competition, and that violates the Open Skies Treaty, which permits airlines to fly into other countries and serve them. 
The other side points out, the Emirates Airways points out that U.S. Airlines get lots, got lots, gets lots of help from Uncle Sam, which led Anderson to cry foul. What kind of help do they get? Well, during right after 9-11, as you may recall, a lot of airlines got a big bailout from Uncle Sam. Well, Anderson said, well, that statement's a great irony since the terrorist who perpetrated 9-11 hailed from the Arabian Peninsula. Ooh, ouch. I remember listening to that when he said it. I was watching it live. I went, what? What? What do these three airlines have to do with the guys who flew aircraft into the ground in Pennsylvania, the World Trade Center, and the Pentagon? And, of course, 11 of the hijackers of 9-11 were citizens of Saudi Arabia, and Saudi Airlines is not a target of Anderson's ire. Well, it took a couple days, and there was a lot of uh, brouhaha on the web, but uh, Anderson issued an apology saying he didn't mean to connect golf carriers to 9-11. Good idea, Mr. Anderson. Good idea. Um, we were hoping to have Steve Webb on. Maybe we'll have him on later in the hour. He, is, uh, he works with a company called Relay Rides, which we'll tell you about when we have him on. Let me slip a couple of deals of the week. I haven't done deals of the week in the last few, few weeks. We keep meaning to. We keep saying, okay, save that for deals of the week. And then we get a lot of guests, good guest ideas, and we don't have room. So let me give you a couple now. We got it. Um, Air France has, uh, is offering very good prices on their economy, what do they call it, premium economy class. You know, that's in between business and coach. Right now, if you want to fly midweek to Paris, Charles de Gaulle, you can fly for as low as $1,543 round trip. That's not bad. I mean, I'm flying from Minneapolis to London in a couple of weeks uh, in coach for $1,200. This is, uh, this is a price from New York Kennedy, but fares from other cities are equally attractive. $1,600 round trip in premium economy from Boston or Miami. $1,612 from Detroit Metro. Chicago, $1,657. Only $1,700 from Los Angeles. That's what, only... <laughs> only what, $43 more than flying out of Chicago. Now, here's the deal. You've got to move fast. You've only got a few days to do it because tickets must be purchased by February 24th, but you can travel through March 26th. You've got to buy 14 days in advance, and you've got to stay at least 10 days. Uh, maybe you can find a way to send, t- say 10 days in Paris. Anyway, uh, Janet will put up a link to this on uh, their Facebook page, and you can click right on it and, and, and find more details. Alaska Airlines and Delta, I don't know if you're aware of this, have been having a huge battle out of Seattle. Uh, Alaska's always dominated Seattle, and Delta wants to get up. They're in, a, they're in a real big struggle up there. They're really at war with each other uh, for the Seattle-Tacoma market. So Alaska, the smaller airline, is offering double miles on key routes from SeaTac and Salt Lake City. That's another place where Alaska is uh, uh, wrestling with Delta for uh, dominance. Uh, the routes um, won't surprise you because they're mostly to Delta hubs, like to Minneapolis and Kennedy and so on. Um, so what you got to do is register first, and you'll earn the double miles on Alaska through May 15th. Alaska Air Miles, by the way, are quite valuable because you can use them on American. You can use them on Delta. Anyway, again, you've got to register. You'll earn double miles on Alaska if you're flying out of SeaTac or Salt Lake City uh, through May 15th. Uh, Radisson Blue Hotels is offering a free upgrade to a business classroom if you stay two or more nights at any Radisson Blue Hotel in the U.S. Now, there aren't that many, I've got to tell you. Radisson Blue is uh, primarily a European property. That's where I first became acquainted. They've had Radisson Blues for years in Europe, and they're quite upscale, quite polished, and so are the ones in the United States. Have you ever seen the one in Chicago or at the Mall of America in Minneapolis, St. Paul? Very nice. So here are where the hotels are, Chicago, Philly, Minneapolis, and the Mall of America outside of uh, Minneapolis. Free upgrade to a business classroom. Stay two or more nights at the Radisson Hotel. All right, when we come back, I'm going to talk about a rather unique hotel where you don't go, well, you can go generally 90%, 95% of the time. It's a regular hotel. But, but it's also at times a divorce hotel. 
We'll explain when you come back. Basically, it's a place you go and you get assigned a couple lawyers, a mediator, and they arrange your massages. So it's a way to make an uncomfortable time a little more comfortable. We'll talk with that divorce mediator, Michelle Martin, when we come back. You're listening to Rudy Max's World. If you're not on my newsletter list, please get on it. It's free. I only write it once every couple of weeks. All you got to do is text 22828. I think that's right. If it's not, I'll correct it when we come back. Stick around. Don't go away. We'll be right back. To participate in the program and have some fun, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. We're coming right back. This is an announcement for all people who want to take a risk-free challenge to whiten their teeth in five minutes. By calling now, you can whiten your teeth in five minutes using clinically proven power swabs. This risk-free challenge is for people whose smile has been yellowed by coffee, tea, red wine, or smoking. The Power Swabs 5-Minute Challenge is available by responding to this advertisement. If lines are busy, try again. Because the Power Swabs 5-Minute Challenge is exclusive, it's not available in drugstores. Power Swabs was formulated by Dr. Martin Ginniger and whitens teeth with a patented tooth detergent and whitening agent. It's so effective, we challenge you to try it for five minutes to see how white your smile could be. Get it risk-free. Dial 1-800-204-1201. That's 1-800-204-1201. Transform your smile into a wow, you look great smile. Dial 1-800-204-1201. That's 1-800-204-1201. The 2015 Cupera features plush leather seating that will feel to your hemorrhoids like sitting on lava-hot knitting needles. Not if you step up to relief with the power of two from Preparation H. First, use Preparation H medicated wipes to soothe as they clean. Then, Preparation H maximum strength cream to relieve pain and burning. Now sink into that rich upholstery. Mmm, luxurious. Preparation H. Don't stand for hemorrhoids. Use as directed. And try specially formulated medicated wipes for women. Rod Delano, Attorney Houston. Here's important information for those with vaginal or bladder mesh implants. The clock is ticking. Millions of dollars in settlements have already been distributed to thousands of victims. Have you received your settlement offer yet? Time is running out. So if your vaginal or bladder mesh implant has ruined your health and well-being and you don't know where to turn, call our knowledgeable and understanding team now to find out if you qualify for a settlement from the billions available. Call 800-588-3000. That's 800-588-3000. To join Rudy Max's world, call anytime, 800-387-8025. Follow the program on Facebook at Rudy Max's World. Now back to America's number one travel radio show. Welcome back to Rudy Max's World. It's 18 minutes after the hour, and this hour of Rudy Max's World is brought to you by TriCalm. Whether you travel or not, do you experience dead, dry skin? Between cold weather and dry cabin air on planes, that's a recipe for dry, uncomfortable skin. TriCalm works to soothe these skin irritations. In fact, a recent clinical study showed Tricom is five times more effective at reducing itch than 1% hydrocortisone. And it's backed by an itch-free guarantee. If it doesn't work, simply mail the tube back for a refund. If you have dry, irritated winter skin, pick up some Tricom. Easy to travel with. Comes in two-ounce tubes, perfect for your carry-on. You'll find Tricom in the white and blue box in the anti-itch aisle at Walgreens, Walmart, and CVS pharmacies. Excuse me. Well, you know... 
a lot of couples, I'd say probably most couples, check into a hotel room because they're vacationing or because they want a romantic getaway. But there is a hotel in New York State that from time to time becomes a divorce hotel. It's actually a place where couples who are planning divorce go. It is the uh, Gideon Putnam Resort in Saratoga Springs, New York. And, well, I'll, I'll let my guest tell you a little about what uh, a checking in uh, to the divorce hotel involves, but let me first tell you who my guest is. She is a mediator. Her name is Michelle Martin, and she joins me now on the show. Michelle, nice to have you here. Well, thanks for having me. Now, Michelle, are you a mediator just in matrimonial things, or are you a mediator generally? Um, mainly in matrimonial matters. Occasionally oh. I do other, other mediation, but yes, I do specialize. All right, so a couple is considering divorce. Why might they want to check into the Gideon Putnam Resort uh, and, and, and avail themselves? Well, what happens when they do check in? Let's, because there's a whole range of service that's provided for their $5,000 for a two-night stay. Tell me what they can expect upon checking in. Sure. Well, um, the purpose of the whole weekend is to mediate their divorce. And over the course of the weekend, we need to decide everything that needs to be decided to get to their separation agreement. But along the way, they can enjoy this absolutely beautiful hotel in, in, a, in beautiful grounds with a state park right there. And in between sessions of deciding these very important and intense things, they can have a massage, they can play golf, they can go for a walk, <laughs> they can taste our mineral waters, um, and relax and enjoy the beautiful surroundings. Who the says divorce isn't being... fun? Who says divorce isn't Michelle, let me ask you something, because I think this is very <laughs> important. They each get a designated lawyer. Is that correct? Is that a lawyer of their choice, or is that provided as part of the package? It can go either way. If they wish to bring, if they wish to designate their own lawyer, they can do that. But if not, I have lawyers that I work with and hire on their behalf. All right. Um, so they so they get two lawyers. They have mm-hmm. your mediation um, uh, services. Is there X amount of time you will spend mediating? I mean, could these things drag on till three in the morning or what? Well, they can. Um, well, t- t- the truth is, we I do a lot of work ahead of time before the couple arrives at the hotel to make sure that it's a divorce that can be mediated, of course, and to ensure that they're going to get to an agreement before the end of the weekend. Um, but having said that, I have had couples where, you know, one couple, we worked probably thir- two 13-hour days, and unfortunately, we had to cancel the uh, massages, massage, and they didn't get <laughs> to see much of our beautiful town of Saratoga Springs, New York, but... Um, you know, live and learn, and but they got it done, and they were happy. They were like, no, we don't want to stop. We want to just keep going. But other couples have definitely take advantage, taken advantage of these opportunities to relax and enjoy. I'm talking and with that's Michelle. The idea, so I want them to do that. I'm talking with Michelle Martin. She's a divorce mediator, and she uh, practices her craft sometimes at what a divorce hotel in Saratoga Springs, Florida. Now, you mentioned that you talked to the couple before they get to the hotel hotel. I presume this is by phone. And how, what, what is that conversation about? Sure. Well, before they arrive, you know, I have a conversation to find out the issues of their divorce and they have to get me back a bunch of information about their assets and their children and, um, you know, their pensions and whatnot. And then I have conference calls with either of them to make sure that uh, I understand the issues of their divorce and what they're both thinking so that 
by the time they get there, I kind of know or at least have a decent idea of how this, how it's going to play out. I'm not, you know, it's not 100% there. There's still a lot of work to do once they get there, but I'm going to make sure that they have an agreement when they leave, and it's going to be a good agreement that they both come to and that's going to stick. So, and I, pre- um, I, I presume you, in talking to them before their arrival, you suggest what some things they may need to bring, documents, that sort of thing. Exactly. Either they've sent it them to me before if we need appraisals done or I have the documents in hand or I tell them what to bring. Yes. And I also ask them what they'd like to enjoy while they're at the hotel. You know, do you want a facial or do you want a massage? Do you play golf? Do you like fine dining? What do you want to do so I can try to set up, you know, um, a good break for them and some interesting things for them to do? For example, one couple, they were both very avid um, cyclists, like road bikers. So I had our local road biking shop deliver really good bikes to them and with maps and um guides for really great rides around the hotel and around Saratoga, and they enjoyed that every morning before mediation, and it was great. So you're not just a mediator, you're a concierge as well. I think so. I feel that way, yes. Yeah, I want to, I'm, it's important to me that this is a good experience for them. Have you ever failed with a couple to have them leave with a settlement? Has any couple ever left without a settlement and uh, some amount of satisfaction? No, they have not. And um, the Divorce Hotel was founded in the Netherlands in 2011. Um, and over that time, they've, they've completed over 100 divorces. And of those, only one did not come to an agreement by the end. So we don't want people to come if, if we really feel like it's not a divorce that can, A, be mediated, and B, that we have enough information and we've done enough work ahead of time to make sure that it gets done. Has anyone ever had actual fun coming to the Divorce Hotel? Yes. Actually, yes. I think they've had a lot of fun. All of the couples have reported leaving saying they haven't gotten along that well in years. I've heard comments like, <laughs> my God, we haven't been away together in however many years, you know, since the kids came. And, you know, and there's a little bit of comments like maybe if we had done this earlier. Um but um, they have fun. It's Saratoga is a fabulously social, wonderful town. It is. We, you know, were in intense discussions, but there's always humor involved and joking. And I asked them to tell me a nice story, and there's a lot of laughter. And everybody leaves saying, what a great experience. I'm, like, so proud of the work that we do. And they sleep in the same bedroom, right? That's not separate rooms. No, no, no. It is separate rooms. They oh, it is? Two separate, yes. And I have, it's interesting because uh, I've had couples actually request the same rooms, which surprises people because they think people getting divorced just must absolutely hate each other and couldn't be in the same room. But um, I've had people request the same room, and I do think it's important they have separate rooms because there are times they really need to go back and think about what they're agreeing to and have time to contemplate things because they are going to be signing at the end of the the weekend a legally binding agreement and i want to make sure that they're comfortable with that i don't want anyone feels compelled to sign something that they're not completely on board with so i do want them to have time to to think and be alone and and the the hotel is perfect for that too we have you know miles of just park and trails and it's it's perfect have you had anyone not particularly like their lawyer that's been assigned to them 
Or can they bring, no, let me ask this, can they bring their own lawyer, Michelle? Can they bring their um, own lawyer? Like I said, they could, and I would say, when I say bring, usually in the case that they use their own attorneys, we do it all by phone, like conference calls that are set up, because that can work. Um, but the truth of the matter is, many couples don't want a lawyer consultation. They say, no, this is our agreement. We like the agreement we came to. We don't want a lawyer telling us, oh, you could have gotten this, or you could have gotten that. But mm-hmm. I think it's in everyone's best interest to have that expertise and make sure, you know, they they know what they're getting into. So I do insist upon it. Okay. Uh, and how long have you been doing this now? I've been, well, the Divorce Hotel in the U.S. started in just September of this year, but I've been a mediator for about four years. And prior to that, I was a financial advisor for 20 years. And I worked with many divorcing couples. Are you married? I was married. I'm divorced. And our divorce was mediated. And frankly, that's what inspired me to get into this work. And I've always attributed our, I have get along quite well with my ex-husband. We co-parent very well together. Um, And people have always asked me, how did you do it? And I always said, it's because we mediated. Well, proof that divorce can be fun for $5,000. More details at DivorceHotel.com. Thank you, Michelle Martin. We'll be right back. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open anytime. So call us at 800-387-8025. And so is the website at rudymaxa.com. Stay with us. We're coming right back after these messages. Robitussin Coughlin's number 29, The Not So Silent Night. <coughs> oh. Sorry, hon. Oh, you keep waking me up. I think that's... on. it's 3 (coughs) a.m. Control your cough with Robitussin DM Max Nighttime. It has a unique dual-action liquid that instantly soothes your throat and delivers fast, powerful relief of the coughs that can keep you up at night, which is good news for you and the person one pillow over. Robitussin, don't suffer the consequences. Use as directed. If you've got aches, pains, and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to what Dave has to say about relief. Leaf factor. I was in a sawmill accident and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years. I heard about Relief Factor and decided to order it. And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am thrilled. For more information about Relief Factor and the two-week quick start for just $19.95, go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. Phone lines are always open at 800-387-8025. And stay connected with the program at RudyMaxa.com. Now, back to Rudy Maxa's World. It is 33 past the hour in Rudy Maxa's World. Thanks for spending part of your weekend with us. I'm Robert Carey, along with my wife and travel partner, Mary. Coming to you from the Mark Twain House in Hartford, Connecticut. Mark Twain is one of the most respected and well-known American writers in the history of our country. Born Samuel Clemens in 1835, Twain spent most of his boyhood in Hannibal, Missouri. It was the experiences and childhood memories of life in this small town on the banks of the Mississippi River that inspired and shaped some of Twain's major works, including Huckleberry Finn and The Adventures of Tom Sawyer. Twain was an author, 
journalist, lecturer, entrepreneur, and inventor, but we thought it was interesting to know that he was also a top travel writer, and his first book, The Innocents Abroad, was adapted from his own newspaper reports on his adventures traveling through Europe, the Middle East, and elsewhere. Joining us is Cindy Lovell, Executive Director of the Mark Twain House in Hartford, Connecticut, a self-described Twainiac. Welcome to the show, Cindy. Thank you, Mary. It's great to be here. Cindy, tell us where are we standing right now and share with us a little bit about Mark Twain, the traveler. We are on the third floor of the Mark Twain house and in the billiard room. Uh, we call this the original man cave for a reason. We see his billiard table. We see the beautiful shaved ivory windows and uh, the three porches where he could go out and have a cigar and a smoke during the day. On a real warm, sunny day here, you might actually catch a little whiff of cigar smoking. I think it sneaks out of the wood, but uh, people claim otherwise. They claim it might be Sam himself here. But uh, but yeah, we're here on the, on the third floor, and uh, this is where he would sit and write uh, when he wasn't entertaining friends in here shooting some pool, but he would write uh, his greatest works here in this room. And some of his greatest works are just so iconic, Huckleberry Finn, The Adventures of Tom Sawyer, very familiar. Um, but I think what a lot of people don't know and what we found so interesting was uh, he was a traveler mm -hmm. and he was also a travel writer and journalist, if you will. Can you tell us a little bit about that? He was. This was a, a, a boy who was born curious and, uh, you know, coming from Hannibal, Missouri, where he was raised as a boy, he went to St. Louis at a young age. His dad died when he was 12, so he had to go out and work and earn his keep, and, and he did, but he became a typesetter, and that allowed him a trade that he could carry with him. So at the age of 17, for instance, he went off to New York City for the very first time all alone, unchaperoned, had a wonderful adventure, took himself uh, down to Philadelphia and D.C. at that time, but wrote wonderful letters home. Even then, he was a curious fellow, very observant, uh, noticed the detail, so his letters, even at the age of 17, read like a travel uh, log of sorts. Now, he would continue, of course, this. Um, he became a, a, a steamboat pilot and piloted on the Mississippi two years as a cub, two years as a licensed pilot. Then the Civil War broke out, and that sent him out west. Uh, he spent uh, the entire Civil War years were spent out west, and he left us with a lovely book called Roughing It that uh, is hilarious on every page. You can't, you can't not laugh when you read this book, but it tells you uh, this first-person account. He was a journalist. He wrote like a journalist, but all the humor throughout and the descriptions, and you really feel like you're there. And I think with Mark Twain, you don't even have a sense of time travel. You just feel when you're reading him, you feel like you're with him, you're accompanying him. Mark Twain and his family lived here from 1874 to 1891, and during those 17 years, he wrote many of his most famous works. Mary mentioned what interested us to visit was Twain the Traveler and Twain the Travel Writer. So, Cindy... I know from March 20th through the end of January 2016, you'll be hosting a major exhibit, Travel is Fatal to Prejudice, Mark Twain's Travel Journeys Abroad, that incorporates one of his most famous travel quotes. What should visitors coming to the exhibit here at the Mark Twain House expect, and what are you going to be showcasing with the upcoming travel exhibit? Oh, the, I'm just so glad you're here to talk about this. He was a traveler, and he did travel around the world many times. This particular exhibit will focus on three of his uh, his travel books. Uh, this would be The Innocents Abroad, which he wrote as a young single man, where he toured Europe and the Holy Land. Imagine a pleasure cruise, the world's first pleasure cruise. It lasted 166 days. Uh, so that's a remarkable trip through Europe and the Holy Land. Uh, he also wrote a book called A Tramp Abroad. This is more uh, European, Austria, Germany, and so forth. And then later, when he was 60, and facing the uh, potential of bankruptcy, not an easy thing. Many people were going through bankruptcy at the time. It was the Panic of 1893. It set a lot of problems upon the world. 
but here he was, this uh, father of three now uh, young adult daughters, and he and his wife and their middle daughter went off for one year to lecture around the world. And from that, he wrote a book called Following the Equator. Uh, Jimmy Buffett, one of my favorite Twainiacs, has written three songs about that book. So if you like Jimmy Buffett, you want to hear those songs. But that the exhibit will feature stories from these three uh, very specific travel books, and we'll also get into uh, Mark Twain's visits to Bermuda. This was pretty much his favorite island. It's now my favorite island as well. He made eight trips to Bermuda in his lifetime, so we will talk about that in the exhibition as well. If you had to choose, Cindy, out of the books you mentioned, what would be your personal favorite? Oh, gosh. Um, I got to say, I met Mark Twain through the adventures of Tom Sawyer, so I kind of feel very loyal to that book. I call it my gateway drug <laughs> because it got me <laughs> onto bigger and badder Mark Twain, I suppose. But, uh, you know, Huckleberry Finn is the greatest book. There's no question. But I think Following the Equator is an overlooked treasure. Uh, it, it just takes you places you can't imagine. And to hear him spend a day, you know, in a handcart in the Himalayas, uh, you're there. You're feeling it. Um, and, and then you go to, go to The Innocence Abroad. This is, this is a, another wonderfully funny book. Cindy Lovell, thanks so much for joining us on Rudy Max's World. Robert and I enjoyed spending time with you here at the Mark Twain House. Exploring Twain in the home where he wrote some of his most notable works is an inspiring travel experience. For information about the Mark Twain House or the upcoming travel exhibit, check them out at marktwainhouse.org and enjoy his travel books, Innocence Abroad, A Tramp Abroad, and Following the Equator. Coming up, we turn the page as Rudy introduces another travel opportunity. We're back in three minutes. Join Rudy Max's world by calling 800-387-8025. Access the show anytime at rudymaxa.com. We're coming right back. This is an announcement for all people who want to take a risk-free challenge to whiten their teeth in five minutes. By calling now, you can whiten your teeth in five minutes using clinically proven power swabs. This risk-free challenge is for people whose smile has been yellowed by coffee, tea, red wine, or smoking. The Power Swabs 5-Minute Challenge is available by responding to this advertisement. If lines are busy, try again. Because the Power Swabs 5-Minute Challenge is exclusive, it's not available in drugstores. Power Swabs was formulated by Dr. Martin Ginniger and whitens teeth with a patented tooth detergent and whitening agent. It's so effective, we challenge you to try it for five minutes to see how white your smile could be. Get it risk-free. Dial 1-800-204-1201. That's 1-800-204-1201. Transform your smile into a wow, you look great smile. Dial 1-800-204-1201. That's 1-800-204-1201. Rod Delano, attorney Houston. Here's important information for those with vaginal or bladder mesh implants. The clock is ticking. Millions of dollars in settlements have already been distributed to thousands of victims. Have you received your settlement offer yet? Time is running out. So if your vaginal or bladder mesh implant has ruined your health and well-being and you don't know where to turn, call our knowledgeable and understanding standing team now to find out if you qualify for a settlement from the billions available. Call 800-488-9000. That's 800-488-9000. If you've got aches, pains, and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to what Georgia has to say about relief factor. Over the years, I've had several injuries. I have had lots of pain, and it's been hard for me to exercise. Now, I'm much more active, so I'm losing weight, and I feel better. I would recommend it to anyone. For more information about Relief Factor and the two-week quick start for just $19.95, go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. If you or someone you know is addicted to drugs or alcohol, please write down this number. 
1-800-426-6186. That's 1-800-426-6186. By calling Aid in Recovery for help with drug and alcohol addiction, you can turn your life around. Our advisors are ready to match you with a proven treatment center that will end your drug or alcohol addiction once and for all. Your future is a bright place. Don't waste any more time making friends and family worry about you. When you call right now, you'll speak to an expert advisor who understands what you're going through. We can help you break your addiction to drugs and alcohol before it's too late. This call is completely confidential, and if you have private insurance, there'll be little to no cost to you. Take control of your life now. Make the one call count. 1-800-426-6186. That's 1-800-426-6186. 1-800-426-6186. To participate in the program, call anytime. 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Once again, you're in Rudy Maxa's world. Hello, and so glad you are. Uh, let me just correct a mistake. When I was introducing uh, the segment, that fascinating segment of Mark Twain House that Bob and Mary Carey did, I said it was in Hartford. Uh, I don't know where I said, but it doesn't matter because it's in Hartford, Connecticut. Connecticut. And by the way, when I told you if you would like to receive my uh, newsletter, send a tweet to 22828. You should also text Rudy Max's World, all one word, in that tweet. So just text, send me a text, Rudy Max's World, all one word, to 22828. You know, for the past several years, every spring, I've been delighted to have uh, Bob Carson on. He is a guy who, out of love, has been publishing a regular newsletter called Minor Trips. It's all about minor league baseball. Believe me, he doesn't make any money, didn't make any money on this. And he's turned the grains over to my next guest, Mike Shannon. He's now the editor of Minor Trips Newsletter, and you're not going to make any money either, Mike. Uh, well, Bob didn't tell me that, Rudy. Does <laughs> <laughs> it feel uh, like you changed my mind? Uh, no, I probably. I'm sorry. I thought he had mentioned that. I didn't, didn't mean one to tell you that. This is a great. You know, I, I gather there's a there's a very large coterie of folks who love minor league teams. But for folks who might be listening, not know what a minor league team is, this is we're not talking a farm team, which is where prospective Cincinnati Reds go down wherever they go, Arizona, Florida, and, and hope to someday make it to the majors. Describe what, give me give me an overall definition of minor leagues, please. Well, um, I hate to correct you, but uh, yeah, farm teams, uh, that, that is what we're talking about for the most part. Mo- most oh, minor, minor leagues, teams, minor, yeah, minor, minor teams are also farm league teams. Correct. They're, and they're affiliated with major league organizations and each, each major league team has between well they have either five or six uh minor league teams at the various levels but what you may be thinking about is that in the last 15 to 20 years a number of independent leagues have sprouted up and now uh there must be uh maybe uh, eight or nine uh independent leagues around the country and these the teams in these leagues are not affiliated with major league teams, and they are distinct from minor teams. No, they're minor league. They're considered minor league teams. In other words, these are professional ball players. They are paid as small amount as it is, but they are paid. They are professional. 
uh, and they they have the same dream as some as some kid who comes out of college and gets a a, a five million dollar bonus contract. <laughs> they have the same dream of reaching the major leagues. It's just that the team they play for is not affiliated with a major league team. But what happens is that the scouts still go and watch these teams and these players play, and it's not uncommon anymore for these players in the in the independent leagues to be signed by a major league organization and then they are sent to a minor league team that is affiliated that is under the umbrella of the major league organization and and these kids graduate uh, to the major leagues uh, on occasion, just like uh, the you know the big bonus babies uh, in, that get all the attention in the, in the uh, regular minor league teams. Well, you now know how much I know about sports, Mike. I mean, I, I follow sports, but I don't know about sports. You know, I love watching games of any description. But so does 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 your newsletter? You are now the new editor of Minor Trips Newsletter. Does the newsletter cover both minor uh, minor teams as well as independent teams? It certainly does. Yeah, Excellent. it certainly okay, does because one. because the uh, the independent leagues uh, they have to work even harder than the the regular minor league teams because they don't have that affiliation and so they don't get any money from say the Cincinnati Reds or the Los Angeles Dodgers or the Chicago Cubs to Got pay it. their players. They Got it. Now now listen, players. Mike, I'm going to interrupt you because in, in in because of my ignorance, we've taken two thirds of your time as a guest up. So tell me about the <laughs> newsletter. Tell people how they can get it, and tell people why taking the family for a trip to see minor or independent league games is so much fun. All in two minutes. Well, okay, it's the minor leagues, independent or not, are more fun than the major leagues. You never know what's going to happen. The players. And everybody there tries so much harder than they do in the major leagues. And you know that there's nobody there who's making a gazillion dollars more than you are. They're there for the, for the same reason you are, for the love of the game. And so they try so much harder in the minor leagues. They put on promotions throughout the game. And it's so much cheaper to go to a minor league game. And, and they do a lot of special promotions, and the, players are, and the players are so much more accessible. In the last 20, 10 seconds we have, Mike, how can someone get a copy of uh, your newsletter? Well, they should go to a website named spitballmag.com, and they'll find out information about minor trips and how to subscribe. Terrific. Mike Shannon is the new editor of Minor Trips Newsletter. You heard the website. We'll put a link on my Facebook fan page. Mike, thank you very much. You're welcome, Brady. When we come back, airport carpets, believe it or not. Connect with America's number one travel radio show by calling 800-387-8025 or follow the program at RudyMaxa.com. We'll be right back. To connect with the program, call 800-387-8025. That's 800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at RudyMaxa.com. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about the brouhaha that the removal of the airport at Portland, Oregon's, excuse me, of the carpet, the removal of the carpet at Portland, Oregon's airport has caused. Apparently, the design has become a fan favorite across the country, and people are making bicycle safety helmets and T-shirts and getting tattoos of and they're all upset. One guy spends a whole lot of time thinking about airport carpets, and I found him because I found his website, 
which is called CarpetsForAirports.com. He lives in D.C. We reach him at his home in Washington today. He is a journalist who generally uh, writes on, uh, on, on science and culture for such uh, elite publications, may I say, as the Financial Times and The Economist. His name is George Pendle, and he joins me now. George, you know, you know what my first question has to be. When, how did airport carpets become something you wanted to build a website around? Uh, well, Rudy, that's a that's a that's an interesting question. It, it all dates back to uh, around 2002 uh, when I was uh, taking a flight uh, out of Newark Airport in New Jersey to uh, to England. Uh, now, post 9/11, I had got rather nervous flying, and uh, I tended to dose myself with uh, with you know Valium and beer and whatever could make the red eye flight a little easier uh, on myself. And so, uh, as you may know, Newark Airport though doesn't have the best. Uh, kind of, uh, it's not very efficient in getting its planes out on time. So I dosed myself up to prepare myself for this flight, uh, only to discover my flight had been delayed. And so I sat kind of, you know, rocking back and forth on my chair at the airport gate. And suddenly, uh, it was like a, a road to Damascus moment. I stared at the carpet, and the carpet kind of <laughs> stared back at me. And, uh, and And that was really it. That's when I knew that airports, which you really kind of don't really ever look at you always kind of kind of glide through looking towards sure. whatever vacation you're on then i suddenly realized that actually if you looked at the airport carpet there was something there to be found and what is there to be found george well <laughs> there's a deep and rich uh kind of artistic heritage i like to think i mean uh you mentioned portland airport for instance uh, i don't think uh, the color teal has ever been used in such extravagant proportions as on the PDX airport uh, carpet. Uh, it's just a, uh, it's just a very strange medium. I think these aren't really carpets; they're more like canvases that we walk on. Uh, and really, you just need to alter your mind just a little, whether it's through, as I did, through a rather, you know, uh, a tricky mixture of, of drugs and alcohol, or just through fatigue. You'll often find yourself staring at these carpets and seeing patterns and designs that are really quite um, spectacular. <laughs> and, and, and if you go to uh, George's website, carpets, uh, for, uh, carpetsforairports.com, you'll see a world map, a globe, and you'll see small red dots, and you can uh, click on those dots, and up will come a sort of postcard-sized, well, not postcard, half a postcard-sized picture of, for example, the Shanghai Pudong International Airport's carpet. And now who writes – now, I know these are contributions because I see the names at the bottom. Contributions from fans of airport carpets who send these in to you. I'm going to become one of your correspondents, by the way. Oh, um, but who writes this paragraph of, of copy that accompanies it? For example, in Shanghai, it says, The Chinese are like a man who arrives late to a party but brings with him a case of champagne, a box of cigars, a flock of giggling debutantes. While so many of the world's airports are ripping up their carpets, China's embraced the medium with underfooted majesty. Witness the modern – modernist masterpiece, et cetera, and it goes on. Who writes that? Uh, well, that's, that's generally uh, me, I'm afraid. Um, the carpet's <laughs> sent in by, by a, a wide-ranging group of, of people who I, I term carpeteers um, uh, because of their fondness for airport carpets. Um, and they send them in, and then I usually kind of analyze them. Often the people who send in the pictures have their own take on it, um, which I take into account. But uh, but really, I, I try and tr analyze them all, so, so there is a certain consistency about the website. Um, well, I think every carpet deserves a kind of a, a, a reading, a critical reading, if you like. Well, you do, you, you do write about culture, and this is certainly something having to do with culture. Do you ever um, critique uh, negatively a carpet? Do you ever go, oh, it's, it's ghastly? 
Well, I always like to think that uh, carpets are, are superior products to, to hard, unforgiving linoleum or concrete. So I always try to give the carpet the benefit of the doubt. Um, I mean, you have to re you know, remember that carpets and flight have a long history. If you go back millennia, you find the flying carpets of ancient Persia. Uh, so I like to think that you know, there is this history there, which just needs to be pulled out of the kind of polyester yarn that uh, is today's flying carpets. How how long have you been doing the uh, the website? Well, really, it's it's uh, I've been collecting photos since about 2002, since that moment, uh, and and the website's been around since about 2009. That new moment. And we've really been inundated since then with with you know carpets from as far away as Botswana, uh, Alice Springs, Murmansk, uh, for instance, very fine carpet there. Do you have a significant other in your life? <laughs> I do. And if so, uh, what do amazed, they think of this? <laughs> uh, In 10 seconds, a, what do they think of this? <laughs> uh, you know, I think everybody has allowed, you know, one eccentricity in their life. And, uh, Especially if you're English, right? <laughs> well, yeah, we, we have a whole closet of them, you know, if we're English. But, uh, but, but this, is, this is seen, you know, with forbearance, I think. If you would like to be a carpeteer and send in some carpet pictures to George Pendle, just go to his website, which is carpetsforairports.com. George, thank you so much for joining. Thank you. Keep your eyes on the ground. Fascinating. Take care. Bye-bye. Coming to the end of the first hour of Rudy Max's World, I think, am I right this last week? I shut the show down two sessions too early, two segments too early. This is the end of the first hour. If your station's leaving us, we'll see you next week. And most of our stations stay around for the second hour. We've got a full plate. Don't go away. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, America's number one travel radio show on the SSI Radio Network.